From the Summer Skate Studios, this is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. From the Summer Skate Studios, the Great West College Hockey Podcast is brought to you by M-Drive. Honest ingredients, real science. Take our quiz at mdriveformen.com and see which of our products are right for you. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. With Caesars Rewards, members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. UNLV Hockey. Follow the Skate and Rebels Championship run all season long. For schedule and ticket information, go to rebelhockey.com. Drury Inn and Suites. Travel happy again. Book your room at one of our over 150 locations at druryhotels.com. Burrito Express. Your local burrito joint with six East Valley locations. University of Arizona Hockey. The 2019-2020 WCHL champions look to make it three in a row. Visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org. Summer Skates. Order your custom koozies or shower shoes at SummerSkates.com and show your game in comfort. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. For lunch at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, your next Allegiant Stadium event, or catering your office party. We are the best of barbecue Las Vegas style. The Great West College Hockey Podcast is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans, on the eve of the ACHA National Tournament getting underway in St. Louis, Missouri. Scott Strandy with you from a very snowy Denver, Colorado tonight. Centennial, Colorado, but Denver, Centennial, it's the same thing. My co-host is always, Stephen Marsh, uh, from the very balmy, beautiful St. Louis, Missouri. Stephen, how are you? I'm doing good. You you sent me a picture uh, about a half hour or so ago about some snow and saying this is what's to come. And, and for me, I'm a desert guy, so I'm not... <laughs> Ready, ready for the snow that supposedly the St. Louis area is is going to be getting here in the next uh, couple of days. Uh, Let but... me tell you, since that picture, my friend, it's gotten worse. <laughs> oh, lovely. <laughs> but good thing, or maybe not a good thing, but good thing I'll be in an ice rink most of the day, next four days. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, you the, will. I will you be will. outside very little. So uh, yeah, you, just you'll have to just worry be... about driving to and from the hotel. Exactly. Uh, maybe a little bit, but other than that, it's... Uh, everything's going well here. Got to St. Louis safe and sound and ready for some uh, a lot of hockey over the next uh, six days here in the, in the uh, St. Louis, Missouri area. Yeah, it's going to be uh, an incredible competition. Probably the best tournament, Stephen, they've had in a number of years. If maybe it's the best tournament ever because the parity, the quality of play has gotten so good. And uh, the top 10 teams uh, shoot the top. 20 teams, all 20 teams have a shot. It's a matter of who puts it together and can get through this gauntlet, which is four games in five days. Uh, it, it can be very, very tough. Tonight we're bringing on the head coach from uh, the uh, WCHL champion, Central Oklahoma Broncos. Michael Revere is going to join us in a little bit, and we're going to talk about his preparation. His team, Stephen, doesn't play until Saturday at 1.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. I mean, I'm thinking about him and Missouri State, and I'm going like, man, that's great, isn't it? You don't have to start playing games until Saturday, and then if you win, you just play Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and it's over. Yeah, they get it. They they get a nice. Uh, I don't know if it's an easier path, but they they'll have to play uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. They'll be four days in a row if that's the case. They'll have. To, that's quite a a gauntlet to go, but it's not on reasonable to do i mean in the past teams have played three games in in three days before and some teams do that still so um you know that that fourth game is always will be interesting but um you know so it'll be a little bit tough tough of a road but it's uh, not playing till saturday so they have some more time to prepare and maybe they're already here or they're going to arrive over the next day or so and maybe they'll they'll get to see some of the the action uh, at least the coaches might more than the players will but they'll already get to see some of the action and kind of gauge how things are going here in the tournament before uh, they have a chance to play their first game on uh, on Saturday. Well, you flew in, so how is that time difference for you? <laughs> Affecting you yet or not yet? Uh, well, not yet, uh, not yet. Uh, I, I I think I think when I get used to it, then it'll be time to leave. You know, it's it's always seems like it. Um, 
you know, that's the way it's planned. But. That's I mean, we're, we're be here a whole week, so I mean, but there's still there's still time for this to to happen. But uh, you know, you'll get adjusted to the Central Time Zone, and then it'll be time to fly back to the Pacific Time Zone and, and go back uh, two hours. And, and and also to throw in a loop in this, Scott. Is Sunday is daylight savings time, so that's really I, for a loop. I mean, I'm already adjusting to this. You're not time. used to that, then are you? And and I'm already gonna. I already wonder how much sleep I'm gonna get, and then I'm gonna lose an hour on Sunday of sleep. So uh, good thing I got a little bit of a nap in today, because uh, I don't know how much sleep I'm gonna get. We're gonna be. I'm gonna be at the rink almost all day every day, and then we're gonna do some. We're gonna do some stuff afterwards on each day, so uh, that's gonna make me have to stay up even later. So. Yeah, you alluded to it, so let me tell the people okay. what we're going to do. We're going to do a 30-minute Zoom show. Uh, we'll we'll record it after all the play is done uh, each night, and then we'll have it up on our YouTube channel at Ice Time SW on the YouTube. And uh, if you want to see it, it'll be up in the morning. So uh, my guess is what you should probably do is go subscribe to uh, YouTube at Ice Time SW. Be all ready. Then you'll get the notifications when they go up, and you can hear – uh, recaps from the day before. Uh, we're gonna go through the lineup here in just a minute. Um, I just hope. I just hope. Real quick before you move on, I just hope, or maybe it will be good. But let's just hope that there's no overtime, or at least the last game doesn't go to overtime or a couple of overtimes. I know you were on another podcast recently, and you predicted a third, three overtime game in the in the championship game. So we'll touch on it here. But uh, so I would just really throw the whole schedule into a loop when you start throwing overtimes in there. Especially Steven, I predicted the- <laughs> I predicted three overtimes: a one overtime, a double overtime, right. and a triple overtime. Right, a th- triple overtime. Get game ready, my friend. Get ready. I <laughs> I, I lived it last year. I don't know what I signed uh, up for. I, it this year. I was like, we were talking about whether I should come or not. I'm like, well, I want to come. This is exciting. <laughs> I think after Sunday, I'm going to be like, why am I here? But then it's going to be a great experience. So I've never been to ACHA tournament. I've, as you know, in the past, I've been close with the UNLV program. Of course, we had COVID. So that canceled one one year we were going to go. And then, of course, we, it was the, the shortened one last year that you were here for. And because of COVID and stuff, I didn't want to come for that. So, uh, so yeah, this is going to be exciting. And it's going to be exciting to, to be here and to, and to see this because we – we're we're so close to the ACHA hockey stuff, and uh, and of course I've been following UNLV for closely for five years, and then obviously now we're following more teams as I've jumped on board with you here, and and uh, I've always wanted to see it, this tournament in person, so it's uh, it's going to be exciting for the next uh, six days. Six days, yes. Uh, tomorrow night, you'll tell me your head is spinning, and only will have been four games played because that'll be eight teams. There'll be uh, all the other twelve teams will be shuffling around. Uh, moving in and out, getting some practice time here and there. I know Maryville is being used as a practice set. I know University of Arizona, I think, practiced there last night at like 9 o'clock or something when they got in. So, And our own Tom Callahan is traveling with uh, the University of Arizona and doing the play-by-play for them. For oh, that'll be exciting. Remain in the tournament. So that'll be exciting. You'll have to say hello to Tom when you see him tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I is mean – Is he going to do the – is he doing the uh, – the broadcast for for the, for their game on on the hockey TV stream is that what is that what my uh, understanding is? I don't know. I'm not sure yet. I didn't uh, get in detail with him because I just found out that he was there. He just texted me about uh, I don't know 25 minutes ago and said, "Hey, I'm in St. Louis. Where are you?" <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Well, here's the story." Okay, and we're not I'm going to be gi- I'm going to be giving you a lot of time for that. I'm going to be giving you a lot of calls on the next days to give me all the good eating spots here at, at Centene and and around the uh, the area. Although I'm going to be at the ring most of the time, but maybe I can sneak away and and get a meal. I doubt you can. I'll, I'll ask you tomorrow night. You will not even have a second of breathing time. Trust me, my friend. They will go from one game to the next and one interview to the next. Um, okay. Yeah, I was looking anyway. at the schedule. There's only like an hour and 15 minute gap in between each and game. That and that will fly by. That and will that's fly a, by. And that's if the game goes a, a regular. If it's, if the game goes long and stuff, it'll be even less time. Or maybe they they'll still get that time frame, but it, you know that just pushes the start times back a little bit. But but yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be crazy. It'll be an experience you will never forget. I promise you that. And um, like I said, great competition. So we're going to go through that in just a minute. Um, and then, like I said, we have the head coach from UCO coming on. Michael Rivera is going to be on. He's the WCHL champions and what a season they had uh it's kind of cool that we were able to keep him to last we couldn't connect last week so uh this week to have uh the champion of the western collegiate hockey league come on and visit with us uh right before uh the start of the tournament fantastic news so we're looking forward to having michael on in a bit 
in the meantime, what we are going to do is break this thing down, starting with tomorrow. So um, tomorrow morning, Stephen Marsh will be up and Adam early. He'll be ready for a 10:15 Central Standard Time uh, matchup between number 20, the Naval Academy, and the number 13, Pittsburgh. It'll be followed by 130 game, number 19, John Carroll versus number 14, Maryville. And uh, at 445, it's number 18, Niagara against number 15, Ohio. And then the game of the night, I think, uh, the last game starts at 8 p.m. Central Time. It's University of Michigan, Dearborn, and the University of Arizona. The winner of that game, Stephen, guess who they get? The number one seed, Lindenwood. Oh, that's yeah. So, that's that's easy. That's so easy. Not, that's easy pickings right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, absolutely. Tomorrow's winners do not have any kind of picnic because the winner of the first game yeah. will get UNLV. Yeah. They'll play at ten fifteen on Friday. The winner of the second game gets Iowa State at one thirty, and the winner of the third game gets Niagara. Uh, I mean Niagara, Ohio will get Minot State. So. Pick your poison, if you will. <laughs> UNLV, Iowa State, Minot State, or Lindenwood for your second yeah. game of the tournament. Yeah, it's kind of like, congratulations, making the tournament. You get to play a game against, uh, you know, 13 through 20. You get to play each other, and you have a chance to win a game. And then now, you, and then you get to get in and, and and play with the real boys, so to speak, in a way. But um, but you never know in this kind of a tournament. I mean, there, it's it's going to be tough. Usually, the top the top four seeds will uh, win that first their first game. And so, you know, especially since the teams that play tomorrow will have to play then on Friday against those top four seats who haven't had a chance to play. Um, so there's a, there's a little bit there and we'll touch on it when we do these recap shows. But the one thing that you might have an advantage of is that you did play competitive game uh, right the day before the other team is still coming off, you know, just practicing and maybe a little bit more cold. So you want to jump on, maybe jump on the upper seeds early and then and maybe you can upset. Now it's very rarely happens in this kind of a tournament. Usually the top four seeds do advance, but um, you know, upsets can happen. It's March madness. You know, we talk March madness all the time for college basketball. Why not have a little March madness in, uh, in ACHA hockey too. Okay. So that's the first two days. And then, like I said, when I keep looking at the schedule and uh, I was talking with your, your and my friend Dana Lane yesterday. And I said, Man, if I'm Liberty or uh, UCO or Illinois or Indiana Tech or Missouri State or Adrian or uh, Jamestown or Stony Brook, I would be loving this because you don't have to get there until Friday if you don't want to. You save two days of travel. You play your game on Saturday, and you just keep rolling. There's no time off. There's no uh, no relaxing. You just play your game, and if you win, you go on and play the next day. If you win, you go on and play the next day. And um, if you win that one, you're playing for the title. So. Um, so let's break it down. Saturday, uh, the 10:15 morning game is number 12, University of Illinois versus uh, number five, Liberty. Uh, Saturday at 1:30, it's number 11, Indiana Tech, and number six, the aforementioned University of Central Oklahoma Broncos. And uh, 4:45, the Missouri State Ice Bears will do business and battle with the defending champions, number seven, Adrian College. Uh, Saturday night, the nightcap will wrap up the University of Jamestown versus that's the number nine seed versus number eight, Stony Brook. Stephen Marsh has been calling that one the game he wants to see, nine against eight. And uh, we're all flipping coins to see if he will still be awake by that time. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what the uh, what the sports book in uh, Vegas has the, the lines on that for if I'm still going to be awake by, uh, what, 8 p.m. Uh, on the uh, on Saturday, after we've gone through that, it'll be the third day of full, full action of uh, of games. I, I'm I you know I'm looking at this because you know we we're we're going to cover it extensively and and try to, but we're going to focus a lot on our teams that we really cover, which is the WCHL teams, and uh, in Liberty since uh, and and I was looking at this, I'm thinking, well, is there a couple of games here where I I can maybe leave and come back? But I, I'm intrigued by almost all these matchups, and and it's like it makes me want to stay the whole the whole time and I probably will stay the whole time. I mean, I'm likely to stay the whole time and, uh, and, and not get away at all. It's, it's just going to be so much great hockey. And, and it's always intriguing because you want to see the other matchups and, and, and see who's going to play who and in the later rounds. And, and, you know, even that first game tomorrow, I'm like, oh, do I, do I, want, I, 
I don't need to get there at 10:15. But I'm like, yeah, because I need to see who's going to go on to play UNLV in the next morning. So I have to be there for that. And then Maryville, you know, we've done stuff with Maryville, so I'm going to probably stick around to see that. And then, you know, and then we've got Ohio Niagara, and you know, those, that might that could be a good, intriguing matchup. And then certainly Arizona, of course, I've got to be there for that. So it's like you, you look at these each four days, and it's like there's not really a, a game where I'm like, ah. Eh, I can go. I, I can leave for a couple hours and come back. It's like it's every every game is going to be, especially if you get to the later rounds, you're going to s- start to see a little bit more competition. There'll be some fatigue with some teams because they've been playing a lot of games in a, in a lot of days. But uh, but the hockey is going to be really great. Uh, so I'm just I, la- I'm just I laugh. I laugh because that's exactly what I told myself last year. I said, oh, well, I'll just go for a few minutes uh, for an hour or something between games. And all of a sudden you look up and you realize you don't have an hour. It's already 15 minutes till the next face-off. And you're going like, what the heck happened? And yeah, especially you if you're sticking around anybody into... that wants to talk or – Right, post-game uh, interviews and, and stuff so- like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 the time just flies. But I will tell you one thing. When I see you on uh, Sunday or Monday, whenever I'm able to get there, um, you will be exhausted and you will be going like, oh, thank God. Monday is only two games <laughs> because it uh, it really does wear you out. But it is a heck of an experience. Yeah. And so I can imagine what it's like for the players. Now, granted, the players are not playing all those games. You know, they're playing the one game a day. And if they win then you know, they'll leave and come back. They're not sticking around watching all the games in, in, in most cases. So. Um, obviously, because that will well, tire them out. But for us, yeah, we're saying they're watching all the action. And, and here's we're, what we're going to do: we're okay. going to find out because we got the head coach from the University of Central Oklahoma, the Broncos, the Western Collegiate Hockey League champions. Michael Rivera is with us, Coach. First of all, how are you? And uh, how's the weather where you're at? Hey, Scott, can you guys hear me right now? Loud and clear, Michael. Okay, just wanted to make sure. Uh, so weather's. Weather's pretty good here right now, um, but we're actually expecting some uh, some snow and some some freezing rain coming in Friday morning. So we actually uh, decided to leave a, a little bit earlier than originally planned to go ahead and beat that weather. I don't blame you a bit. I am in uh, just outside of Denver right now, and it has been snowing all day. And they're talking about it continuing till like noon tomorrow. So I think you're getting what we have. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it was definitely uh, kind of threw a threw a curveball at us for our original itinerary, but uh, roll with the punches and and get up there early and and get ahead of it. Yeah, and 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 they're expecting the, the snow, some snow to arrive here in St. Louis uh, on Friday or Saturday. So you'll you'll get here and it'll arrive here, but at least you'll be here and and you'll be able to to settle in and practice here and and get settled in where you're staying and then get ready for your your first game on on Saturday. Definitely. I, I, we definitely didn't want to uh, be in a situation where we were rushing to get here and, you know, on the bus with the road conditions like that and and then not knowing what, what would be on I-44 heading, heading up to St. Louis. So uh, I'd like to plan ahead and make sure we have plenty of time to be ready to go. What's the uh, – let's do a little geography lesson here. What's the, what's the time frame be, from where you guys are to St. Louis? What's that drive like uh, that you guys are going to entail to get here to, to St. Louis? It'll be about seven and a half, eight hours on the bus. Oh, you know what I call that, Michael? Just piece of cake. <laughs> yeah, Scott, that's nothing for Scott. Scott's driven like 12, 13 hour, hour days. Uh. I'm joking. That, that'll that be a good long trip for you, and you'll get off there and have some bus legs and have to shake them off. But um, we, we had you on a, a month ago or so, and uh, I was congratulating you maybe early about the Western Collegiate uh hockey league championship you you pulled it off you got it done congratulations now officially on that tell us what it's been like uh the last month or so as you try to prepare for uh the number six seed that you are and uh saturday afternoon matchup with indiana tech yeah thank you very much on that um it definitely you know it was it was nice to bring the wchl trophy back to edmund uh it's been a couple years since we've had it coach berman's been holding on to it since I think the 2018-2019 season. And so it's nice to have that back. Um, but, you know, last month, honestly, it's been a lot of practices, not a lot of games, um, a lot of preparation, just kind of, you know, trying to add layers to the game, trying to fine tune, you know, where I think that we had some flaws over the last couple series and, and try to do a little bit of pre-scout for our game against Indiana Tech and make sure that the guys are, are dialed in and ready to go. 
So let me ask you this. As you prepare, and I was looking at the schedule, and I've looked at it for, geez, Michael, three weeks since it came out, I think, or two weeks. And I'm looking like, man, those Saturday games, if I were a coach, I would prefer that to be able to play Saturday because then I can just roll, right? I can play Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and win the championship on Tuesday. So um, for the four, uh, eight teams that are playing their first game on Saturday, do you like that? Or uh, would you have preferred to play earlier and gotten a day off or whatever? That's a good question. Um, I think, you know, at face value, every coach is going to say, you know, let's take, I'll take a one through four seed. Um, ideally you end up with a more favorable matchup, potentially playing a lower seed. And then you get the day off to rest and you're only going three and three rather than four and four. Um, but there is, there are some definite positives uh, to get in there and playing on Saturday to start it. Uh, you get right into it, right? Like there's no, um, I think that the one through four, there's a lot of pressure on them. Um, after that 13 through 20 uh, games play each other, you know, there's a lot of pressure on one through four. They're expected to win. Um, and then you have five through 12 where it's kind of just, you know, it's a heavyweight matchup all the way through. And so you just get right into it. Uh, you start with a really tough game off, off the hop and, and kind of get into that nationals feel and get rolling from there. Okay, so let me let me ask this. Uh, since you guys are arriving earlier than you anticipated, now what it'll be like for for you guys as a coaching staff or maybe as a team? Do you come and watch some of the earlier matchups uh, the day before you guys play, or or, or at least for you guys to kind of see how the, the tournament is going? Um, you know, before you guys play your first game on on Saturday uh, in, in your in your scouting and preparations. So getting there a little bit early gives us a little bit more time, uh, an opportunity to go to the rink and check out some games. But ultimately, we follow our, our itinerary on on what we got to do to get ready as a group. Um, you know, I'd be lying to say that I'm not pulling it up on my laptop or my phone. And, you know, I know other guys will, will be in the back of the bus doing the same, um, keeping up with the tournament. Definitely going to be watching, you know, our side of the bracket, uh, the game between uh, Iowa State and the winner of Maryville and John Carroll University. So we'll be watching. Um, if we get the opportunity to see it in person, great. But if not, we'll definitely be watching online because, you know, you have to kind of get ahead of it. You don't have much time, turnaround time in terms of pre-scout to prepare. And so you try to get ahead of that. And then also, you know, I love the tournament. I'm an ACHA hockey junkie, so watch as much of it as I can. I guess you guys are kind of fortunate in this regard is that you – you already know your first uh, matchup is with uh, with Indiana Tech, where the top four seeds still have to wait to see who they're going to play because their their matchup will be determined tomorrow. Uh, so I guess that that goes kind of back to what we were talking about with the Saturday thing. Does that kind of benefit you guys too? That you guys already know your first game is going to your opponent, so you can prepare at least for that first game before you you move forward. Yeah, definitely. Um if you're one through four, you're watching film on two, on two teams, right? So it's double the work. Uh, you can't count either one out. So you have to pre-scout both where us knowing our matchup, we had one team to focus on, pick up on their tendencies and try to make adjustments. So it's a little bit, that is a little bit of a benefit for sure. Michael, you guys will play at 1.30 PM central time on Saturday. If you win, you get to play at 1.30 again, central time on Sunday. Um, is that a good thing for you to, to kind of have consistent uh, start times for you? And do you like the afternoon start times or doesn't it really matter? You know, I, I don't think it really matters at the end of the day. It's the national tournament. I think the guys are going to get up no matter what time of the day we play at. But I think that as a, as a, especially for a college kid, you know, they definitely prefer not having the earliest game. Um, that's, it's a little bit off schedule from what they're what a typical game day would look like. Um, I like the one thirty game. I think it gives you a little bit of time to you know prepare for the next day if you're lucky enough to make it. Um, where if you're if see if you're at that eight o'clock game, you know you're not watching film that night. You have to get up the next day and and start watching film for for the next evening. You know, so I, I like the one thirty time. It's kind of a nice slot for us. Let me follow up that one by uh, just kind of digging into the four teams from the WCHL that made it. I th actually thought there might be at least one more, but um, the competition that you played within the conference and then your out-of-conference uh, action as well, um, feeling comfortable with the way it prepared you? Yeah, you know, the 
the WCHL, obviously, like I said last time, I'm biased um, because I feel that it's the the toughest conference in the ACHA. You know, we're used to traveling, um, getting off the bus and having a tough, tough matchup every weekend. There's no easy weekend in the WCHL. Um, you know, having played a UNLV, that's definitely helped right there, top four team in the country. And so getting exposed to that early on has definitely prepared our guys, you know, to play in some bigger games. I think that as a coach or, or as a GM, you know, you're, you're doing your team a disservice by, by not scheduling tough games um, to prepare your team for the end of the season, you know, the postseason, if you will, um, where we're lucky enough that our 20 games, our 20 conference games, you know, we have a tough schedule uh, given to us, you know, by Chris Perry, who works it out for us. And so um, that's a huge advantage for us. And then we just try to make the out-of-conference games as competitive as possible. All right. Well, let me let me ask a little bit about the, the, the makeup of the team. And, and I'm not as familiar with them, but um, obviously you are. Um, what is the balance between players that this will be their, their first tournament and then those that have participated before? Obviously, there's been a little bit of a gap now because you had uh, the canceled tournament and then we you know didn't have, didn't have a season last year, or at least for you guys didn't. And um, so what is the balance of that? And, and how nice is it to have if, if whatever number of players that you have on that have been in a tournament to, to rely on them to help provide the experience and the, and the guidance to the players that this is going to be their first experience in this kind of a tournament? Well, it would definitely be nice if we had, um, you know, a lot of guys that had been there before. Um, for us specifically, we're a little bit green. You know, at the beginning of the season, we had only 10 players on the entire roster that had ever played a actual game at UCO prior to the start of the season. We're young. We had a lot of transfers coming in. This is a relatively new group that hasn't been to the national tournament before. We only have three players that have played a game at nationals because of that COVID season. Well, Nationals getting canceled in 1920 and then last year us not competing. Um, you know, we had two years where the majority of our guys haven't been to this this stage of the ACHA before. So this is going to be a test to who we are and what kind of character we have as a group. Michael, when you look at your your roster, obviously they, they've grown up quickly <laughs> because they played really well this year. Uh, I, I actually thought that, that if I were – doing the seedings you would have been up a little higher but um i thought you earned a, a better seed but the number six seed is where you at and i can tell by the way you're talking about it um it, it really is a mute point at this point right you're just gonna go out there and try to win four games in a row and take that championship back to edmund exactly it, it really is a mute point uh the computers are going to do what the computers are going to do uh our big thing is always focus on what we can control you know at the end of the day you got to play four tough games at nationals. You're going to, everybody at nationals is going to be good. Everybody at the national tournament is capable of playing one really good game because it, it took that to get to the tournament, right? They either won a series of games and finished high in their conference, or they were able to put together a string of wins at their conference tournament and get that auto bid. So everybody's capable of playing that one big game. And at nationals, you're one and done. So you have to be ready for that matchup and, and be ready to go from the get. And so, you know, for us, the, the message that we send to the guys all the time is if we play our game, we like our chances to, to win every single night. Um, and it's really on us and it's not about who we play or what our rank is. Okay, uh, let me let's talk about the, the we've kind of talked about it a little bit, but now just kind of dig deeper into the matchup that you guys will have on on Saturday to begin with. And that is uh, Indiana Tech. What do you know about them and, and what do you expect from them? And, and what have you been looking at with them as you as you're preparing for that matchup on Saturday? So you take a look at a team like Indiana Tech and you see a team that's won a lot of hockey games this year. Uh, they've won 26 hockey games. That's not an easy thing to do in this league. doesn't matter what kind of schedule you play. Um, they they won a lot of hockey games. After watching film on them, you can tell that they're coached well. Um, he does a good job with them up there. You know, they're very systematically sound. You can see the discipline. You can see the way they work. Um, you can see that they're bought into playing the right way. And, and that's a tough team to play against, a team that's willing to do things the right way, you know, they work back over pucks. They got good sticks and lanes. They, they'll finish their hits. They get pucks in and they'll get pucks to the net. It's a, they play a, a simple but really effective and disciplined hockey game. And so, 
you know, the message for us is, is to make sure that we, we can match that discipline and match that intensity and, and make sure that we don't get outworked. Let me follow that up. I then, uh, I think you just kind of described it, but um, putting together your game plan, what are we going to expect to see out of the Broncos? What, what, what are we going to know, Michael, after the first period, whether you guys are on your game or not? Well, I think when, when we're playing our game, it's a high-tempo game. Um, we, we succeed a lot off of our forecheck, uh, working back over the top and, and really suffocating teams in, in their offensive zone and trying to keep them from, from changing and then try to wear them down over the course of the game. So um, if, you, if you know, after the first period you see, you see our forecheck going and we're able to cycle lines out before they're able to change and we spend a lot of time 200 feet away from our net and, you know, on top of that, we got to make sure that we're getting pucks to the interior. If you see a lot of a lot of zone time, but perimeter play and, and pucks not getting to the net, then we're not on our game. Um, pucks got to be going to the net. We got to get pucks and bodies to the inside. And if we're playing 200 feet away from our net, then I'd say the first 20 minutes is a, is a success. You have guys that can definitely put the puck in the net. Um, you got great goaltending. It looks like a formula. Uh, built for success. Uh, I guess you've already mentioned it about the fact that you're maybe a little inexperienced, but as I said, it didn't really show during the regular season. So let's talk about the venue. Have you played at Centene and uh, are you familiar with it at all? Yes, sir. We played there at the beginning of the 2019-2020 season. Uh, We played a series against Lindenwood. Um, That was the COVID season where nationals got canceled in Frisco. Um, we see f- Saturday, we played Saturday, Sunday, uh, Saturday afternoon. We got our butts handed to us by, by Lindenwood. And we had a young group back then as well. And um, a lot of those guys are still on the team. And then Sunday we came back and, and were able to, to squeak one out against them. Um, great, great venue. Uh, unbelievable facilities. It's, I mean, it's, it's first class. It really is. Um, but they, I do know that Lindenwood is capable of putting together a pretty, pretty crazy student section that'll harass the uh, opposing bench, and so it can definitely be a tough environment to play in. You know, and I, uh, I, I talked to some NCAA coaches and players uh, this week, Michael, about their tournament aspirations and what it would be like, and. Um, one of my talk to was uh, Coach Chris Mayad at Colorado College, who's headed to North Dakota to play in the uh, Lions Den, that is University of North Dakota, and uh, and he said they're going to try to just use the the uh, hostile environment to their advantage. They're going to use it as, hey, we we you know we love this. If you don't want to play with a bunch of people screaming at you, you're you're doing the wrong thing. So that kind of the way you guys look at it too is, uh, you, you know, it doesn't really matter the environment you're going to play your game and, and thrive off of it. Definitely. I think anytime that you're playing in front of a crowd, you know, it, it, it definitely gets the blood flowing and, and especially an opposing crowd. Um, you're going to thrive off your home rink and, and your home fans energy. But when you're on the road, I mean, there's, there's very few better sounds uh, in the game than silencing a, an opposing crowd. And I think that, <laughs> you, you know, you get amped up over that and, and you try to, you know, get the first one and take the crowd out of it. Um, and so it's a great environment to play in. And, and like you said, you have to want to be in those moments, right? That means you're playing for something that matters. And, and, you know, basically can you answer the bell? Well, let me. What do you expect? Um, what's the level of excitement there in, in in Norman? There is you guys are getting ready to. No, 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 Edmund. Edmund, <laughs> sorry, thank you. Don't go say Norman. He's going to be throwing darts I'm at you. I'm sorry, Steven. not Norman. Edmund, yes, yes. Sorry, I was thinking there. I must be the fatigue. Anyways, um, but um, what is it? What is the level of excitement there from your your the, the the school there and and from the fans there as you guys are getting ready to take off and and do you expect that there'll be a a contingent of uh, Central Oklahoma fans uh, checking you guys out at, uh, at Centina this weekend. Yeah. So thank you, Scott, for, uh, for catching yes. that one. <laughs> my bad, I think, my uh, bad on that. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> oh, you're good. You're good. I, I would say that the feelings down in Norman right now are a little bit different than the feelings in Edmond. Um, <laughs> much different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's much different. That's true. They're, they're, they're not even in the conversation and they're, 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 they're looking to the next year. <laughs> exactly. So, um, you know, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of hype definitely built around our team right now. Um, 
you know, our fan base is awesome. They're, they're dedicated fans that, you know, this year was one of the best years we've ever had in home attendance. Um, we were extremely successful at home. We won all 19 games at home. Um, and that is a testament to our fans and the tough environment that they are able to produce for opposing teams. And these same fans are, are you know, they'll pop in at practices, you know, constantly supporting the team. And, you know, we expect some of them to be there um, up at Centene and, and they're supporting us and, you know, they're excited about it. They're, our fans here, are, you know, after having two national championships, that's what they expect from us. Um, that's, that's what they want us to bring home. And so we're going to try to get it done for them. Craig set a pretty high bar for you, Michael. And I know you played for him and took over for him, but uh, uh, that's a good thing, right? That he was able to set that high bar and win those championships and, and uh, give you guys something to try to continue. Absolutely. I mean, that's, it definitely set a nice, you know, foundation uh, when I took over the program, you know, you have national championship expectations uh, right from the jump. And to be honest, if you're doing it for any other reason, then to me, you're doing it wrong. So it was, it was definitely a good thing. Um, it, it's makes recruiting a little bit easier uh, saying, you know, Hey, we have a winning tradition here and we're looking to just add to it, right. Just add banners every single season. So it was definitely a good thing. Um, you know, we're, we're a proud organization and, you know, the bar he set, we're trying to, to reach that level and then, and then build on it. All right, Steven, you got another one or are you still in Norman? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That one's going to live with me for a while. Anyways. um, I, I, I guess just how are you feeling about the, about you guys is uh, going into this the tournament. I mean, um, I mean, you, the goal is to win a, a championship, and and that's what you guys are seeking out to do. But um, as a as a coach, what what is your um, level of excitement or nervousness or, or anticipation? Is because I'm sure it's 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 different for the players in a I'm sure in some ways, but there's a lot of similarities. But from a coaching perspective, what's it like for you? Is is you is you get ready to lead this team? in the tournament in a couple of days? That's a good question. You know, I, it's definitely different than when you play, right? When you play, you feel like you have a little bit more control of the situation. You know, these practices um, over the past couple of weeks and, and just what we've done over the course of the season, you know, that's when, to me, coaches do their work, right? Practice is our time and the games are their time. So there's definitely some, you know, anxiety coming into the tournament you know we feel real confident in our group but obviously you know from a coach's standpoint there's only so much that you can control once we get there um and you just hope that you've prepared your team adequately to be able to perform at the biggest stage so I'd be lying to say that I'm not nervous and I think if you're not nervous that means it doesn't really mean anything to you so um definitely have the nerves uh want our guys to perform but I got a lot of faith in this group you know we work really hard and I think that we've prepared them, you know, for this moment and and we're going to do what, what we do best and and hopefully be able to bring that home. Michael, final one for me is uh, it's kind of a crazy one, but does this feel normal finally again um, from your playing days, at least? And uh, with with COVID kind of in the rearview mirror right now for for what we hope anyway, does it start to feel like a little bit of normalcy in hockey? It really does. You know, when you look back on the last two years, it's crazy to think that we haven't been to a national tournament in two seasons, right? We didn't compete at all last season. And then the season before nationals getting canceled. So it really is crazy to look back and see that, um, you know, you miss it. Once you, if you've ever been to an ACHA national tournament, you know, the atmosphere, the adrenaline in the building, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's comparable to anything at the NCAA level. Um, and anybody who's been there, I think would agree with that. So it does definitely feel like things are getting back to normal. You know, we, we were lucky enough to not have, um, we only had two games that were canceled this year, you know, due to COVID reasons. And honestly, if COVID didn't do it, the weather would have done it that weekend anyway. So, um, you know, to not have games canceled, to not have to deal with it anymore um, at the same level that we were before definitely feels like some normalcy. And it's, it's awesome that we're able to get all 20 teams. You know, we had 60 something teams competing this season to get to the national tournament. 
and now finally it's here. It feels like we've been waiting for two years for this moment. And so um feels normal and it feels really good to be going back to the tournament. Well, we'll end it on this. Um, St. Louis is going to be a great venue, as you know. It's uh, central, uh, as central as you can get in the country, the United States. So uh, I hope everybody enjoys the trip. I will be there um, probably Sunday night or Monday. I've uh, been dealing with a few health issues here, so I haven't been able to get there. But Stephen is there, and I want you to take, like, uh, if you can find six darts, put them in your hand, and when you see them uh, for the next interview, just kind of throw him at his feet and make him dance a little bit. So for that Norman comment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, think, I don't think I can let him live that one down. <laughs> no, never, never. Uh, Michael, thanks for joining us. Safe travels to St. Louis. Hopefully I'll run into you when I get there. Uh, Steven, take good care of the uh, Broncos. Okay. Well, I, after that little mishap and, and, and I'm going to become a target to them, I, I think I just found my first game. I might leave and take a break and go and go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we know that's not true. You're not missing the WCHO champions. No, no, no. Of course uh, not. Right. No, I'll be, I'll be there uh, with, uh, with, my, uh, with my bulletproof vest and my <laughs> – Hey, as long as you're, you can make it up to us, you wear a little bit of blue and gold that game. You don't have to wear your, uh, your scarlet that, that day, right? So <laughs> – Love it. I'll be well wearing done, I'll Michael. be wearing neutral colors. I'll have my uh, my ice time uh, my ice time jacket and stuff. So I'm gonna try to keep it neutral. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Well, hey, All gentlemen, right. I I do appreciate you guys. You know. Um, giving me the opportunity to be on the podcast with you and appreciate all you guys do for the ACHA. It really is. It really is awesome. Oh, we appreciate it, Michael. Continue the success. I mean, you guys had a great season and uh, it's nice to see that, that, uh, that trophy's back at Edmond for at least a little while. Definitely. Definitely feels good. All right. That's head coach from uh, the university of central Oklahoma in Edmond, Oklahoma, the Broncos, Michael Rivera joining us. Steven and I will be back in about three minutes to, uh, wrap up another episode of the great West college hockey podcast. Play at the premier ACHA D one men's program on the East coast and prepare yourself for life and career at Liberty university in Lynchburg, Virginia, sell out crowds, top competition and championship aspirations await you on our picturesque campus with state of the art facilities, gifted faculty, and over 700 programs of study to help you make an impact on and off the ice, as well as your community training as a champion for Christ. If your faith in yourself and your beliefs are equally as strong, see if Liberty Hockey and Liberty University is right for you. Visit us at liberty.edu. any hockey player in the desert southwest and they'll all tell you the same thing we love going to the rink and sandals now you can show off your game in style with summer skates officially licensed summer skates are comfortable washable and can be designed to show off your fandom phil kessel your guy big william carlson fan or is austin matthews the man have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite nhl player or shout out your own game with your own number team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more thirsty after getting off the ice our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat comfortable and durable show up to the rink in style an authorized retailer of summer skates you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com your hometown hockey team your western collegiate hockey league champions your arizona wildcats tickets for arizona hockey are now on sale support your wildcats as they battle asu for another cactus cup championship and more at the tucson arena your hockey team your arizona wildcats call 791-4101 for tickets now I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No, stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by offensive ribs? I'm in. Exactly. 
Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. From the Summer Skate Studios, this is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. Indeed, it is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Scott Strandy with you from a snowy Centennial, Colorado tonight. My co-host is always Stephen Marsh, uh, tucked in in St. Louis uh, after uh, a flight in from Vegas today and getting ready for the start of the ACHA D1 National Tournament. Actually, all uh, five, right, Stephen? Five different uh, divisions? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, the uh, the, the, M- the Division One uh, starts up uh, tomorrow and goes through Tuesday, and I think some of the other divisions um, start later in the weekend or next week, or I think the women starts the day after the men's uh D ones finishes up, uh, and a lot of it will be at Centene, but I think there's some overflow over at Maryville as well at their facility. So, um, so yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be it's it, between the tenth and the twentieth. Those ten days, all all the uh, the champions will be crowned during that time frame from uh, Division One or M one as you like to call it now, and and women's one and d- two yep. and three, the M ones, so. W ones, W twos, the M twos, the M threes. Yeah. We just go right down the list. Um, so you arrived in St. Louis and you sent me a picture of a nice banner. So apparently the airport is uh, involved in promoting the ACHA national tournament as well. Yeah. I tweeted that out earlier today. Uh, when I arrived to the airport, uh, a lot of people were arriving to the airport. I wonder if there are a lot of people are here for this, uh, this tournament, but, uh, but yeah, there's a, there's a, certainly an excitement for, for this uh, tournament in, in St. Louis. Um, it's, it was cool to see that have a banner like that in the, in the airport there says welcome to st louis uh then it says uh national championships one thing there's also uh, some nc there's also an ncaa uh division two wrestling championship going on too for a couple of days that was on there too but but yeah it had the national championship for the acha hosted by maryville university uh city st louis uh commission and uh lindenwood, well, lindenwood so, university well, well lindenwood yeah but it had maryville on there too so but maybe oh, they that's, did okay okay yeah that maryville on there too and but maybe that's for the wrestling thing i don't know but but uh and then uh st st louis but yeah it's uh Pretty, pretty cool. Pretty cool to have that in the in the airport here. So, well, um, it all starts tomorrow, as I said, at ten fifteen a.m. with the uh, Naval Academy taking on Pittsburgh. I think that might be the most fun. Um, and I, I don't want to take away from any of the other games because they're all going to be great. But the first one seems to be the one that um, you see everybody's excitement in the crowd, the people that are working it, the the media. Everybody's excited to see things kick off. And uh, to see the Naval Academy get in there, I think that's kind of cool. You know, I've covered uh, Air Force and Army uh, in the NCAA ranks this year, and and Paul Hornstein will be out there at West Point this weekend for uh, Army-Navy, the first round that they will play in the quarterfinals of the Atlantic Hockey uh, Conference and NCAA action. But I just think that's cool to see the Naval Academy guys do battle against Pittsburgh do battle against anybody congratulations navy for getting there so yeah that, your, your, your thoughts on that well yeah i like that i think it'd be cool to see them get to the nca level to kind of join some of the other mili- military programs that have a nca program like uh, like an air force or or an army um but you know what's what's interesting is uh well not interesting but they they got they're here already obviously they have first games tomorrow so they're here uh but they uh they they tweeted out on their Twitter accounts. Um, they got to see some of the sites. They they uh, went to the Saint uh, the Gateway Arch, uh, which is where I proposed I did 
was going to do the show, but it was too late and maybe don't want to be down in that area that, at nighttime. But, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, I, I'm going to get out there. I'm going to get out there, but it won't be uh, for a few days, obviously. But, uh, but yeah, they spent some time out the, the arch today. It looks like they tweeted out some pictures and it looks like the, the guys on the, the Navy team were uh, really uh, enjoying that. And, and they took a group picture there with the arch in the background. And um, then they did their morning skate and they had media day in, at St. Louis, uh, you know, getting some stuff because you know for the broad for the uh, hockey TV broadcast and stuff, so they they can do that, and so they had that uh, today as well. So earlier, so that was so cool. So yeah, they're they're here and uh, they look excited and ready to go tomorrow against uh, against the they'll get the very first game uh, against uh, Pittsburgh. That's uh, kind of interesting. Uh, I just remember from the last couple of tournaments uh, that you know we played in, they had that first game, and it's kind of like. You're you're the very first game to kind of kick things off at that uh, that ten fifteen slot, and so yeah, but that's the good news. The bad news is if you lose that game, you're done. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. You're going back home after one day. Yeah, um, after after one day, exactly. That's that's what we. Um, not uh, even not even a full day. You're you're going home after the first game. So um, yeah, anyway. I mean it's it's the it's it's a single elimination tournament. So you're you you win, you move on. If you lose, and you're you're out of the tournament. So it's. Uh, not little room for uh, error uh, in this uh, kind of a tournament, so they'll they'll kick things off right at the very uh, beginning against uh, against Pittsburgh. Okay, and then the second game of the day, I think, is going to be the one that uh, a lot of people in the St. Louis area are dying to see, and that's uh, the third year program at Maryville. I think of this, Stephen. They, they have to travel the very. They have to travel very far too. Yeah, Maryville. right. <laughs> uh, they have a brand new building. They have a brand new program. A brand new coach. And here they are, number 14 seed in the national tournament. They went through COVID. They, they played last year and got a little seasoning. Um, but now they're back for real. And this is going to be a good matchup between John Carroll and Maryville for the second game of the day. Yeah, I think I think that them being one of the few teams that actually did get to play last year. Obviously, they, they hosted it last year in this area at their facility with the, with the smaller field last year. And... Uh, I think that they had a taste of it of last year, and I think it's really going to help them. I think in in this tournament uh, as they get to take on uh, John Carroll uh, tomorrow, and it's a team they should beat. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. But um, they're a very good team. I think they were as high as ten at one point in the rankings this year. Maybe maybe even higher than that. I can't remember, but they were at ten, and you know they've kind of fluctuated a little bit. They're at fourteen is where they their position here for the tournament. So. Um, it should be it should be good. I I'm looking forward to that game. That's not a game I want to leave. We were talking about it earlier about which game can maybe I can, you, you, no you can't leave. I can't you're, leave. You're stuck there because we're gonna talk about the next game. And I can make a case uh, why that one might be intriguing. Okay, so here that one might be intriguing. So here's the third game of the day: Ohio against Niagara. Ohio uh, at number fifteen. That's about as high as I could ever remember Ohio being. They they're usually down in the top seven, eight, or less. He, yeah, they've been. I think the last going back to the the UNLV uh, scenario, just because I'm familiar with from that perspective, um, those two years that UNLV did get in at the 13 spot, they had to play Ohio. Ohio was four, so I, I remember Ohio being up in that top four. So it's kind of like this year now they're kind of on the the flip side of that, where they're down towards the uh, the bottom there at uh, at number 15. So it's uh, it's unfamiliar territory for them. They're usually they're usually expecting to be in the in that top echelon there, the the top four. They are, and the last game of the day, number uh, 16, University of Arizona versus 17, Michigan-Dearborn. Um, this one is going to be exciting for a couple of reasons. Obviously, we cover the University of Arizona. Uh, it's the nightcap, um, and it, uh, Chad Berman is a native of Michigan, so he, he understands um, what the University of Michigan-Dearborn thinks of uh, hockey teams in the Southwest. They probably don't think a lot of good things. So, so Chad is really motivated to uh, have his team go out and show uh, the Michiganders, if you will, um, how they play hockey in the desert. So that'll be a real exciting game. The winner of that game, as I said, gets the honor of taking on uh, Lindenwood, which uh, would be absolutely um, an unbelievable hockey game. That'll be Friday night at 8 o'clock, whoever that is. So uh, and, we'll and I'm sure, see on that. And, and it'll be the – I'm sure it'll be a great crowd because uh, it'll be the the host team will be uh, playing. So I'm sure the their fans, as we as uh, Coach Rivera talked about uh, earlier, they have they, they tend to have a good crowd. So uh, that would be a very uh, a raucous in, environment. So that would be a great experience for 
for, for Arizona too, you know, another team that's in the past known for, you know, being higher up in the, in the rankings and, and have this year, they've kind of, you know, kind of struggled at times to really get into a, really a, a flow, but they, they did manage to, to get a spot in the, the, the tournament. So now that they're in, you know, everything kind of resets uh, in a way uh, because you, you, if you play your best right now, you, you could maybe surprise some people in Arizona. Um, you know, they have some, some departing seniors that would love get one last taste of making a, a run in the, in the tournament, like a Cusinelli and, and, uh, and, and the goaltender too. Churro, I believe is a senior he'll be leaving. So it's, it's and they have several seniors. So, um, and of course they didn't get to play for several couple of years because of the COVID, you know, the, and that's the other thing I think it's, it's important to realize is 2019 is really the last time we had a, really a full tournament. As you mentioned, 2020 tournaments count 2021 was a, it was a smaller field. So smaller batch of teams. So it, it's crazy to think that, almost three years later now we're we're kind of back to back to this and so it's it's a long it's a long period of time um so it's you know and well, for these and, players and it's such a short time frame that they are in school and get to play so um so these ones that are you know leaving you know they, they can play the they can play for the, well let me make this point real quick they, they'll play for themselves but they also will be motivated to, to try to make a run for those that didn't get that opportunity you know during the COVID uh shutdown and everything yeah, good point. Very good point. Um, the the ironic part about this, you mentioned UNLV always having to play that early game, no matter when they play. Um, Arizona typically gets the last game, and I'll never forget the last time they went to a national tournament in uh, in Texas. They played the last game. They uh, they lost a heartbreaker, and they bust all the way back to Arizona. Uh, I think after the game, it was like an overnighter trip back home. So uh, I think. Uh, Chad Berman and the Wildcats would like to hang around a few more days and uh, get a lick at, uh, at at some of the top teams and and see if they can't win their way into uh, who knows a battle for uh, a battle for a national championship uh, before now, they open up their new building in a couple of years. Now those teams that play the, tomorrow they they have the toughest uh, they have the toughest path out of everybody because. They have, they'll have, uh, well, they'll have a day off too, I guess. But they'll, they'll play, they'll play, they'll, they'll play. Th they would play Thursday, and if they were somehow upset the top one of the top four teams, they would play. They'll play Friday. Well, they'll play Friday, and then they'll have a day off, and then they would play. They, if they made all, if they made it all the way to the end, they would play Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, or Saturday. You know, Mike got there. No, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So they would play five games in in six days, which is a which is quite a gauntlet, but. Um, but it, you know, you never know what, what can happen, but it'll be very tough. And, and if Arizona can win against a uh, Michigan Dearborn, then they'll get a taste of uh, Lindenwood. And, uh, that ought to be, uh, that ought to be real interesting to see how that goes down. Well, I think everybody, uh, at least out here in the West is thinking, uh, they want to see as many WCHL teams advance as they can, uh, to get them as, as far in the tournament as they can, and, and maybe get an eventual champion out of it. Um, let's just quickly recap it uh, from top to bottom. University of uh, Nevada, Las Vegas, UNLV, number four, uh, the top and the best, the lowest seed, I should say, from the Western Collegiate Hockey League. Then the University of Central Oklahoma. And then uh, Missouri State. And then uh, the University of Arizona. So those four teams representing the uh, Western Collegiate Hockey League and the Western part of the United States to see if they can give the national championship. So all kicks off tomorrow. Steven will be there. Uh, I hope to be joining him by Monday and catch the uh, semifinals and, of course, the championship game on Tuesday. Uh, let's keep our fingers crossed that everything works out. The snow is starting to cooperate, at least here. Uh, it's starting to let up a little bit. So, uh, But that's one thing in Denver, Steven. The crazy thing here is that you'll get snow, and then you'll think it's over, and then all of a sudden it'll just – squall again and you can't see across the street so it, it's it's been an eye-opener for me but but so far so good i love in colorado and uh loving the opportunities out here yeah no it's great area and and it's just crazy this kind of weather i mean in, in las vegas uh it was i think it was nice and pleasant and it, a bunch of wind and it got down into the into the 50s and and then it's going to warm up again. And then I think it drops again, another 15 degrees, you know, here it's, you know, pleasant and it's in the fifties here and next couple of days, it's going to be in the thirties and snowing. And then I think by the time I, I leave, it's going to be like 70. I'm like, Oh, well, why couldn't that weather be here? Well, <laughs> during, during this week, instead of the snow and stuff we're about to encounter, but it's just the timing of, 
of how well, it goes. It, but if the weather gets nice on Tuesday, you'll love it because you only have one game Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, you don't, yeah, you don't want nice weather now. Forget that. You're going to be inside that's for true, four that's days. True. So that's wait, true, wait yeah. till Monday and Tuesday wait, to have some nice weather. They'll have some time to explore a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right, take it away, my friend. We'll say goodnight and uh, remind everybody to get to the YouTube channel at Ice Time SW. Just simply Ice Time SW. Subscribe so you know when we're giving you the updates. Stephen and I will break it down every uh, every evening, and we will uh, put it up in the morning and give you a chance to uh, view what's happening in uh, beautiful St. Louis. Take it away, my friend. And I believe too, if people want to watch the games, we'll mention this. The uh... I believe the promo is still out there for the people to subscribe to, to Hockey TV. They're going to have all of the uh, all of the action uh, on Hockey TV, and I believe you can still get a five dollar uh, off um, promo code. Uh, I'm trying to find it here, but if if you can't, uh, you can subscribe still and and watch all the action on uh, on Hockey TV because that's where you'll be able to see all the games. Yeah, tw- uh, twenty nine ninety nine, I believe, is the is the total, and if you use the code ACHA twenty twenty two. I think he can still get in all the way up until the first game at a $5 discount. So even twenty nine ninety nine for all that hockey, that's a month's worth of well, uh, hockey TV. Yeah, yeah. And it's for, it's for all the hockey that the hockey TV will play, uh, airs that, uh, you know, you'll have it for, for that month. And, and maybe you'll want to subscribe for beyond that, but, and then you also get not only the, the, the M one games, but you would get all the ACHA tournament games. So that's the, the M two games. And so I'll start using M two, if that makes you feel better, the W one games and, and everything else. So, um, it, there'll be a lot of, you'll be, you certainly get your money's worth, especially just with the M1 tournament. Cause we've just talked about all these great games that, that you'll be able to watch uh, over the next uh, six days. All right. Take it away. From the summer skate studios, the great West college hockey podcast was brought to you by the university of Arizona, ACHA D one hockey, a rich history, past, present, and future by summer skates. Whether you, Choose our original red, a custom logo, or our new black shower shoes. Show off your game with style at summerskates.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. No one does entertainment destinations better. UNLV Hockey. ACHA Division I Hockey and a world-class education in any of our 300 majors. Buy M-Drive. Real people, real results. Try M-Drive Boost to look and feel your best. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Be a loaded in Vegas dish or a rack of ribs. This is barbecue, Las Vegas style. Drury Inn & Suites. Our quality and value have earned us 16 straight J.D. Power Awards. Book your stay at drurihotels.com. And by Burrito Express. Authentic Mexican food fresh from our family recipes with six East Valley locations. The Great West College Hockey Podcast and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW Podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app, available for download at Apple Podcasts, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcast. The Great West College Hockey Podcast is a part of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network. Very well done, my friend. We'll say a big thank you to uh, the head coach from the University of Central Oklahoma, the Broncos, Michael Rivera, for joining us and and giving us some insight as to what the number six team in the country uh, will be bringing when they face Indiana Tech, the number 11 team on Saturday. Stephen will be see, there. See, the we'll tournament the hasn't even started yet. I'm already, I'm already upsetting people. So that's yeah. not, a, we're not off to a good start there. So I don't, I, do we need to set an over under of how many gaps and how many, how many players and coaches I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna uh, get on their bad side this this weekend. I hope, I hope that's on, the only one. And uh, you're not on his bad side. Just no, remember, I, it's Edmund, Edmund, Edmund. Oklahoma. But the other uh, thing about that too is I, I, I could have twisted it around and made it kind of like a, a, give him a chance to kind of give another dig to them thinking you know asking them what what the excitement is in norman so he could so, so he could come back and say well you know that they're they're probably you know and he kind of did that so that was kind of a nice little <laughs> reverse so uh yeah so it wasn't uh, completely a, a gap uh, on my part maybe it was a, kind of a chance to ignite the rivalry a little bit more by saying yeah we're we're norman's not you know you know they're not going so uh, we don't care about that you know too funny <laughs> All right, my friend, get some sleep. Get out there tomorrow. Check it all out. Grab my credential for me uh, and uh, say hello to everybody. Let them know that I will be there as uh, as soon as Sunday night, possibly Monday. I'm just wondering if uh, 
what Chris Perry's going to be like when I meet him in person. You know, we talk to him all the time on the on the air, and he he loves to make his little uh, little jabs and stuff. I always I always listen to when you're on his. So he always my name always gets thrown <laughs> out there, and it, it's all in good fun. I, I'm not, right. a, but it's uh, I, I'm like, what's it going to be like when I actually meet him in person? You know, it's like yeah, uh, well, he's a bi- he's a big gentleman, so be nice. No. <laughs> <laughs> all no. right well we'll say good night with little roger klein the peacemakers de niro I'll remind you to go to ice time sw on youtube subscribe to the youtube channel so you don't miss a minute of the acha m1 national tournament coverage good night everybody